Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ortiz finds it off center field. Damon run into the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> this is our fucking city. And nobody going to dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Uh, Pete B in the house. We got Tyler. We got Jake. It is uh, ALCS time. It's hard to believe that one year ago right now, <laughs> the Red Sox were in the playoffs. The Red Sox were, I don't even know, like date wise. Like today's actually, today's October 20th. It's the anniversary of game seven of the 2004 American League Championship Series. And uh, I know Pete, roughly around my age, uh, Tyler and Jake, I'm not like, do you, do you have, like, I know that like you guys like have memories of 2004, but like, do you have memories of game seven specifically? I'm a definite no. There, there's nothing Jesus there. Jesus Christ, I, Tyler. I, I, I wish I, what do you want for me? I can't help that I wasn't mentally developed at the time. You're I saw still not the- mentally developed. Fair point. Fair point. Listen, I can't do laundry like that. I'm 24 and I can't do laundry. Bring on the booze, please. Thank you. I was six years old. Six. I don't remember anything until I was like seven or eight. All those. (laughs) This is so wrong. (laughs) This is fair. I know those are three different sounds. Oh, okay. Very seamless. Very seamless. Very. Yeah. Um, Great sound engineering, Jared. Thank you. Wait, what? I, I wish I had something. I wish I could tell you, like, I was sitting there living those moments, being nervous, playing. Boom me. Boom me for something I can't control. But this is why I have the love for 2007 that I do. And I'm not ashamed of it. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> why does it go so well? That sucks, dude. That sucks. If you're just listening, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I I figured out how to use a soundboard, so I just, I spent an entire day just cutting clips from all over the internet to fit this podcast. Jared, I've got I've got like forty of them. Yes, tell uh, me a memory from when you were six years old, a baseball Red Sox related memory. What year would that have been? Uh, Ninety six. Yep. Um, Something you remember, like I can tell you things from 04 because I've gone back. 
So this is this is like I actually have a memory from 1996. Um, I remember Nomar Garcia Para getting called up, and I remember his first home run off of John Wasden because I remember uh, like my dad being like, "Hey, like John Wasden, he gives out bombs. <laughs> like you're gonna they call him way back Wasden." And I was like, oh, okay. And fucking Nomar cranks his first home run. Because, I mean, like, there was hype around Nomar, obviously, like, right when he came up. He was rookie of the year in 97, but he came up in the summer of 96. So, I remember Nomar's first career home run. That's the only memory that I have from back then. Because, like, when you're... When you're... You were seven? Six. 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 That's a big difference. There's a big difference between six and seven. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So... I can't say I have a ton of memories from back then, but like, I also feel like it maybe would have been different if 2004 happened when I was six or seven, because I feel like your parents are like, hey, you need to fucking pay attention to this. Like, I know that you're really young, but this is going to be a core memory for the rest of your life. The Red Sox are about to win their first World Series title in 86 years. Like, I, I feel like my my parents would have done something like that. Like, I don't know if I would have like... I definitely wouldn't have had any appreciation, really. But I do... So, I was nine in 1998. And uh, I remember watching Mark McGuire break Roger Maris's home run record. I remember that because my dad was like, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. I remember him saying that exact sentence. You're going to remember this for the rest of your life. And so, I saw Big Man. And I remember like... It must have been the 4th of July because my I was downstairs and my dad was like outside grilling. And I think he had like the football game on TV. So it's probably like a Sunday. And I remember them cutting in to show it was it was either Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa, but I remember them doing like the cut-ins for for their at bats that that summer. And I remember him hitting uh the the record breaker 62. Um so I, I would imagine that he would have done something like that for 2004 as well. All right. Well, now you're throwing it in my face like my parents didn't love me or something. Yeah, your parents oh, really did not love you at okay. all. But, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm looking at my wall right now and I can see I have the Boston Herald front cover. Believe I have Sock Shock the World. I have the 04 roster like, you know, mm-hmm. on the front page of the newspaper with everybody's picture. Like yeah. my dad was he's the reason I got into baseball and everything. It's just. For whatever reason, I, I didn't have it. Now that you mentioned it, I do remember my first Red Sox game, which was before 04. I'm pretty sure it was 03. Uh, and it was a traumatic experience for me. But I still look at that day. That is probably my first sports memory. So you and, remember that, but you don't remember anything from the World Series? Nothing. That's like, crazy. I, like, but, not even like, any, like, snapshots of it. Because, like, I remember when, like, what was uh, Patriots? When the Patriots lose to the uh, the Packers, was that 97? 96, I think. 96, yeah. Well, 96. it would have been in 97, right? 96, 96. So I was either, I was either five or six years old. And like, I don't, I obviously like don't remember too much, but I remember watching the Super Bowl and remembering like, hey, this is a big deal. And I didn't really even care about the Patriots. So the fact that you were like five or six years old and you don't remember like the thing that you cared about or anything from it is kind of bizarre to me. Yeah, it sounds like a brain development. Yeah, it seems like you might need to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe I have suppressed things. Maybe something yeah. happened to me where I, I just had to block it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I remember going up. to, I went to my first game in 03, like in the bleachers, Manny hit a home run. 
the ball rolled underneath my legs. But you know, when you're small, when you're a young child, your arms mm-hmm. don't reach far. You know, they were kind of stuck to my body. Still has a problem, pal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Pete. Um, but I reached down and didn't get it. A guy in front of me, like two rows, got the ball and I mm-hmm. lost my mind. That's a now, Zach Hample origin story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I went bizarre. I remember my dad got me a piece of pizza and then he brought me home and he was so fucking pissed at me. He like was furious. Now picture like little five-year-old Tyler, like not, it was just loud. Like you put a five-year-old and everyone's screaming around you. You don't know what you're doing, but you, you're really not helping the, like your parents no. didn't love you. <laughs> no. here. I, as I'm telling this story, I'm starting to realize maybe there's a reason. I don't remember anything after 03 until 07. But Jeez, here we are. Uh, I, I'm cool. I'm, I'm good. Right I, I'm happy. Off-season episodes are for therapy. Let's get into it. Huh? Yeah. Let's dive into some of those deep-rooted issues, Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Let's take over. I remember back in like 2003, 2004, that's when Hilltop Steakhouse used to be in Fenway. Ooh. It was like right under Section 10. It was in, it was in between. Th- these were the golden days. Right in between the ramp to go up to Section 10, you would go up to the left to get up to Section 10. In between that entrance ramp to the left, Papa Gino's to oh. the right Hilltop Steakhouse. Those were the fucking days. We didn't know what we had back then. Now what, what? Pi- they, they they went from like Regina's Pizza. There's a different pizza at Fenway now. Sal's, it, right? Is it? I think so. Yeah, I, the, yeah, they don't have Regina's anymore. It's probably some fucking vegan bullshit. <laughs> you don't like vegan pizza? No. Why not? Because you can tell that it's vegan pizza. Yeah. Somebody will be like, is somebody, the best thing that somebody can say about vegan pizza is like, it tastes like real pizza. But it's not. Cool. If I wanted real pizza, I'd fucking eat real pizza. I, I remember like, I had an absolute mental breakdown because my mom tried to sneak in turkey burgers and say that they were real burgers. I was like, this is oh. not a fucking cheeseburger, Ellen. You get, you go to the, I want it like I was a How full old? grown adult. No, no, oh. I was an adult. I was okay. an adult. Uh, this was probably like 4th of July, maybe five years ago. And I, I think I made such a fit about it that I like went to stop and shop to get real burgers. I was like, I'm going to go get real fucking burgers. And then we're going to cook these because we're not doing turkey burgers. There should always be the option. There should always, yeah. you should always have the real option. And then if somebody can't have the real option. You go to the turkey burger, you go to the vegan burger, you go to the impossible burger. But don't try and ambush me with turkey. Yeah, right. It's it, don't don't take things away from me because you have <laughs> dietary restrictions. Yeah. Or like when I bit into it, I was like, this is not a cheeseburger. It's like, it basically tastes like the same thing. So first of all, you didn't tell me that this was a turkey burger. I bit into it and immediately knew that it was not a real cheeseburger. Trust so, No, it's not the same thing. It's very clearly a different thing. Yep. And that so was talking is, turkey burgers. That was your trauma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. Pete? Um, Pete? Oh, let's, you don't even want to go there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Jeez. enough time in the world to discuss my traumas. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I don't, this is very off topic, Pete. But uh, when, uh, when I was in Seattle with Jake, guess who flew in just for literally to hang out for like three hours? <laughs> you fucking, we went to the Mariners game, which was six and a half hours long. Went back to the hotel. The Yankee game was oh, the Yankee game ended when we were in the Uber back to the hotel. Got back to the hotel to watch Dodgers Padres. 
And guess who just flew in to literally hang out for three hours because I had to wake up at 5.30 the next morning to fly back to Boston. I have no idea who this could be. Mike Silva. No fucking way. <laughs> literally just, he flew in just to like watch the fucking Padres Dodgers game. And then I was like, he slept on the couch. There's a couch in the room. Um, shout out Elliot for hooking it up. And there was like, he just slept on the couch. And I was like, what, what are your plans for tomorrow? Are you just like going to like hang out in Seattle or something? He's like, no, I'm f- I have a softball game tomorrow, so I'm just going to fly back to Vegas. He lives in Vegas. He's like, I'm just going to fly back to Vegas. Like, well, you he works for an airline, flew. so he gets like free flights and stuff, right? Or yeah. Like, he, he, I know he used to, so like, it's not no, a big still deal does. for him to just fly somewhere. So yeah, but I mean, that is still that is still psychotic. Yeah, he's like, he's done that. I a like few times. you. I like you. There's zero chance I would hop on a plane to hang out with you for three hours. That that's wrong. You you were the only friend that I had that came to visit me in New York. Did not hop on a plane. No, it's probably worse. Plane's yeah, that's probably longer. nicer. Uh, I don't Vegas like to Seattle flight versus a train or whatever the fuck you did to get to New York City. Did you drive or take the train? I probably took the train. Yeah, that's way worse. And you yeah. had to go to New York. Trains are cool, man. I like trains. Train trains get trains underrated. I agree. Amtrak. Yeah. You yeah. can just it's you could just like it's like hanging out on a couch. For like a, it's like hanging on an uncomfortable couch for like three hours, rather than going through the process of fucking an airplane taking off, landing, Security. going through TSA, yeah. waiting, having your uh, ship possibly get delayed. Like trains are fucking easy and reliable, and they're mm-hmm. simple. Trains are always there for you. That's right. Shout out to trains. The name of this episode is transportation and trauma. <laughs> <laughs> NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off this season with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Shout out to the Suns. They lost to the Mavs on opening night. That was bullshit. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Jared. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Jake, you didn't say if you have any memories of uh, 2004. I mean, I remember the vibe being like, this is a huge series, huge playoff run, but I don't remember like specific plays unless I go back and watch YouTube videos. What what grade were you in? I was seven. So what's that like? Jake, are you 97 grade, or 98? Grade? 97. Okay, I'm 98. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when you're in elementary school, the teachers will have like Red Sox t-shirt day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We we didn't do that at Kennedy Elementary. You guys suck then. Uh, we had, I only had in-house suspension in high school once and it was on Red Sox Jersey Day, which was the most ironic thing of all time because I wore a Red Sox shirt every day for over eight years. People forget. That's like one of the, like out of all the things that all the weird things that I've done and participated in, that's the one thing that like never gets brought up in my adulthood is that from 2003 to 2011, I wore a Red Sox shirt every single day. 
that's how over- I th- that's how I knew of first learned of you. The Red There's Sox like this, kid, this kid only fucking wears Red Sox stuff. Like mm-hmm. remember even like weddings, you wore like a Red Sox shirt underneath the, the prom. Yeah. Wow. Like a Red Sox tie Funerals? or something. Like mm-hmm. Yep. Even if I had to wear a suit, I wear a Red Sox shirt underneath. Because yeah, I believe graduation. when we first met, uh, this streak was still ongoing. Correct. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I basically, I went my entire high school career only wearing Red Sox shirts. Like, you can't find a picture of me from high school where I wasn't wearing a Red Sox shirt. It's crazy that nobody wanted to have sex with you. They did, though. I lost my virginity going into my junior year of high school. Granted, it was my neighbor. So she was probably just like, this is just convenient. But yeah. <laughs> were you wearing a Red Sox shirt during that? Fuck yeah. Bill Miller. I remember. Yep. Wow. It was a, it was Dur- a two X. During the sex? Yeah. Yeah. I was so skinny. I, I didn't take my shirt off for sex until I was like 24. <laughs> that is <Wow>. wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so skinny. I was but like, I, I was like, you don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. It was like a two X. It was a two. I, I used to wear so super what did, baggy shirts because so I was so skinny. So what did skinny. you do? Like, ra- did you like pull it over <laughs> it your was head? Like, it was like having sex like, in a teepee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, were you holding on to the bottom of the shirt the whole time? Just bust on the bottom. I I don't I don't remember the exact details, um, but I know that I kept my shirt on for sure. Yeah, I was like it was like a fat kid in the pool, but like skinny guy during sex, the shirt stays on. Yep. All right, Bill Miller, Billy Miller, up the middle. Roberts is coming to the plate. Bill Murray right. was a G, man. I'm he glad was. that you were wearing that one yeah. for uh, the first time that you Absolutely. laid it down. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Batting title. Now, my question. I've been posting mm-hmm. some 04 stuff. Is it lame of me to post it if I don't remember no. it? No, no, Because no, no. I got hate. It's part of like Red Sox people. history. No, right, you but- were alive. Like, if you were, like, posting. It's different because of the age that we are. Like, the social media world like stuff from before you were alive so the the gone bridge podcast i found them on red sox reddit because they were having a jeter versus nomar debate and that's when i was like wait a second you guys are 11 like you (laughs) you don't remember nomar you don't then we had like those guys are cool as fuck we've been to a bunch of games shout out to gone bridge um so i don't i don't think it's like like if you were posting clips of like Jim Rice socking homers in 78, you're like, man, those are the fucking good times. <laughs> yeah. like, well, you, it's, it's, it's not quite the same as when Yankee fans do the 27 rings because like they're really talking about, uh, tw- I think 20 of 27 are before the Kennedy assassination. Uh, that might be correct. That sounds right. Yeah. So that's why they get shit on for that. But you were you were alive for 2004. You should have just lied and been like, yeah, like my parents kept me up. I remember every bitch. <laughs> I just yeah, I, 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 I don't think they're a fraud. No, I think you can do it as long as you don't as long as you don't make like a make it like very personal or like personal no. ties or personal personal commentary. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, if, if you just frame it in the sense of like this was important to the Red Sox. Yeah, and that's totally how I find you yeah, can post from like the 70s if you were just like. This is a cool Red Sox moment from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I look at my account. It's kind of like a Red Sox, not historic, but it's like a log. You know what I mean? Yeah. I post a lot of old highlights. I post stuff. I post stuff from the 90s at times before I was born, like certain Nomar stuff when he first came up or whatever. Like, but, you know, I'm not sitting there like, oh, 
I, you know, this still fires me up. I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. You know what I mean? It's never anything like that. It's just appreciation. I feel like yeah. you can appreciate history, but not pretend like it's yours. Sure. sure. I mean, so there's a, I can't, I, it might, I don't remember what it's called, but there is a Red Sox. Uh, I believe it was for the hundred years. I think it came out in like 2002 ish. It was like the hundred year history of the Boston Red Sox. And I watched it a million times because I just want, I wasn't there. But I wanted, I wanted to know, like I wanted to see it. Like when people talk about like 86 and like Bill Buckner, like I wasn't, I wasn't alive for that. And I, I still think it's weird. Like I'll post uh, like Mets highlights in 2022. And then I'll have people tweet me being like, dude, they fucking ripped your heart out in 86. How the fuck are you sucking the Mets dick after that? I'm like, dude, I wasn't alive. I, like, it, 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 I wasn't alive and I've witnessed with my own eyes four World Series titles. I do not give a fuck about it. Not 86. to mention, not to mention in that example, like had the Mets, had, had the Red Sox beat the Mets in 86, it would have taken away 2004 from you. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what, are you going to fucking hold it against the Mets that like they allowed you to have one of the greatest sports memories of your life? Yeah. Like, so, like sorry. Uh, the, I mean, I... If you lived it, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. But thank God the Mets fucking came back and, and won that World Series because it made my Red Sox memories way better. I don't give a fuck about your Red Sox. Yeah, memories. that's absolutely loser behavior to hold on to that grudge like 30 years later. Like, Who gives a fuck? Like the, the St. Louis Blues beat the, the <laughs> Bruins three years ago at this point, And it's mm-hmm. like, what am I going to hold it against? Like a almost completely different roster. Yeah, I couldn't care less. But I, I at least wanted to know i wanted to see it and experience it so i did like i, I think it's where if you're a red sox fan I, I i can't remember it's i don't remember the name of it but it is like the 100 year history of the boston red sox and it's worth it just to just to watch that like I, it's gonna sound like i can't read i just i'm a visual learner like I, you can read red sox history books but it's not the same as sitting down and like watching it hearing the broadcast calls and, and seeing the plays and all that so yeah it's worth it and like as a kid, I thought that was like one of my favorite parts when I became like into the Red Sox. So like picture like 2007, like, you know, I wasn't I was a young kid. Obviously, computers were coming out, but like, you know, there wasn't you couldn't dig dig like you can today or whatever it may be going back and be able to look at baseball cards. And I was a big baseball card like kid mm-hmm. reading those stats year by year and like figuring out like who used to be on what team. When I figured out Manny Ramirez played for the Indians, it was like one of the craziest things in my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. I remember being like nine years old. I'm like, is something wrong with this card? I've never heard anyone talk about Manny being on Cleveland. And then, you know, obviously today I've, w- you know, went and realized those years Manny spent in Cleveland. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. as a kid, that's the fun part. It's like you're putting a puzzle together. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it's like the only fucking thing you care about. Like when I was exactly. a kid, when I was a kid, like baseball was all I fucking cared about. That was it. I knew every player on like every team because I had nothing else to care about. Didn't fucking like have a social life. Didn't like that was it. That was all I spent my time on was just fucking baseball. Mm-hmm. And you like, I feel like I probably didn't know everyone's faces but i knew their names because of like the video games Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah like i played ken griffey jr on game boy i didn't even have i don't think i owned a a baseball game for playstation or nintendo 64 i played on game boy so like that's how i learned the rosters throughout the league i was like yeah i know who fucking jay buner is dude you kidding me i i mean i yeah i feel like 
now it makes sense. Like if you want to know what player is like on what team, just ask a fucking like eight year old, mm-hmm. ask an eight year old that plays Madden all fucking day because it's their entire life. They will know mm-hmm. exactly what position a guy plays on what team. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew like football rosters because I would play NFL Blitz all the time. I knew everything, man. Yeah. I was Back. so much. I was so much smarter when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More trauma. When I was a kid, though, like that was my thing, like seven, eight or nine. I was super into video games when I was like really young. And when I started getting into baseball, I was like, well, how can I combine the two things I love? I would go and GameStop used to sell like all the old PlayStation, like, you know, PlayStation 2 MLB games, like triple play or whatever up to MVP baseball. You could get them for like 99 cents. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, I'd get a game like I'd triple play 2002 and I'd play it for a week or two. And I'd be like, oh, okay. well, now I kind of understand this year of baseball to some degree. Mm -hmm. And I just graduate year by year by year doing like franchises. And that was like, I don't know, even with my friends when we were in like middle school and high school, we'd have like people over like we do franchise together, just building teams. That's like where the basis of like a lot of my knowledge even started. It was like (sighs) that GM analytical like perspective. I credit it to MLB the show. That like, is yeah. that is like legitimately the height of being a child sports fan is just like doing a franchise with your buddies. Yeah. Exactly. It's the yeah. fucking best. Mm-hmm. Like I've pulled all nighters just like playing through seasons of NHL. Like it's the best. Sleep platonic sleepovers like in middle school, just <laughs> playing video games all fucking night long. Like if there's there's one thing that I could bottle up and experience forever, it would be that. Yeah. Just being like a 35 year old dude inviting his fucking <laughs> father of two friend over to have pull an all nighter and run through a franchise of NHL. Would love for that to be socially acceptable still. Yeah. I remember uh, Backyard Baseball came out in 97. So I was eight and I played it on the PC. And I remember my mom coming into the office, which is where the computer was. And I would just play all day for hours, hours at a time. Then she came in and she was just like, summer's almost over, you know, Like you should go like outside and like do stuff that, you know, you can play, you can play this like inside during the winter when you can't go outside, but like, you should at least like go outside like a little bit. And I was like, mom, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Paulo Sanchez is four for five with three home runs right now. I think we got bigger plans at the moment. Backyard baseball, like... It wasn't full MLB rosters, but it was the stars. Like that's how you would like find it. Like because if you're a Red Sox fan, like interleague play. I was like, when was the first year of interleague play? God, like you weren't seeing guys like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Yeah, I remember it, when interleague play was like legitimately exciting. You'd be like, oh shit, like yeah. ninety-seven the Phillies are coming so up that way. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like next year we're gonna get all of it. They're playing every team next year. Like, uh, I think it's like year. they switch off, right? Like home and home. Yeah. So like Mookie's coming here next year, but then we go to Dodger Stadium the year after. So you got at least one game against every team. I think so. I think that's how it works, right? At least one series. Are they? Are they? Um, are they taking away games from like division opponents? I think you're going to have to play your division less. Yeah, right. That it sucks. went from 19 games. It's going to be 13 games per division oh, opponent. That now. Sucks. I hate that. 
Well, I mean, for the Red Sox, it's a good thing. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. If the, if yeah, the Red Sox I mean, it, didn't they, have to play the Blue Jays at all this year, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, but but like from an interest perspective, I'm way more interested to like tune in and watch them play a familiar opponent than I am just like some bumfuck team from the National League that I'm that we're never going to see again. I would love to see what the Red Sox record was. What did what did the Red Sox finish this year against teams that weren't in the AL East? It's got to be like 20 games over 500. Yeah, it, it was significantly above 500, like significantly. Yeah. Red Sox are probably going to win the World Series next year because of that. I just I just think from like a fan interest perspective and from like drumming up rivalries, I want to see division opponents more. So this year, Red Sox were 26 and 50 against the ALEs. That's bad. <laughs> so bad. Very bad. Would you say 26 and 50? Yeah, that's bad. <clears throat> Why even show up? Yeah. That's not good at all. But I'm interested to see uh, more teams more often. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't need to see every fucking team in, the, in major leagues. But do you need to see some more blue moons in your fridge? Absolutely. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. I know you do. Absolutely. That's because baseball and beer go hand in hand, and Blue Moon is the perfect playoffs companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From a playoff berth to a world championship, a Blue Moon guarantee Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Me and Jake were sucking down Blue Moons in Seattle. We'll be in Philly this weekend. I hope they have Blue Moons there. That'd be a real shame. I think... Uh, Philly seems like a bring your own beer type ballpark. (laughs) That's a bring your own beer type city. So maybe we'll have to bring our own blue moons. But either way, we'll be drinking those in Philly. Uh, From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Jared. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. It wasn't a hiccup, but there was a burp during the There's game. a burp. You just can't control your fucking breathing. No, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's there's something about reading that just it does it does something to me. I don't know what it is though. Uh I think we should address that tweet that was going around today, Tyler. Can we please? I would love to. Um, what did it say? So it, it was reported that there was a bang coming. There, there was here. Let's translate it directly, please. Okay. So the Twitter translation: to be aware, or to be aware, of what is happening in the Red Sox at the moment? You can follow me on Instagram. Da 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 da. And then he put a bomb is coming. Three like the bomb emoji, mm-hmm. and it took off. It has two hundred six likes, seventy six quote tweets, uh, and I've seen just about everyone from. I saw Steve tweeting it. I tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been everywhere. And for a time when there's nothing right now, as we started, what we've been recording for 30 minutes and there hasn't even been a thought about anything actually happening with the Red Sox offseason because we're just all waiting. 
Mm-hmm. This was the first little trail, but he didn't like there was no post on Instagram or anything afterwards. Apparently there, you know, he was going to post his message on there. Nothing. All we've got since then is Xander Bogarts is a finalist for the gold club. But I'm that's not a bomb. Like that's not a rumor you drop or something you may be hearing in the month of October. Yeah. <clears throat> uh I poked around on it and was told that there's nothing going on. So, I that's that, why I never tweeted it. I was just you brought it to my attention because I actually I was looking at a house today. Oh, I did mm. see that. Awesome Adult behavior. The deck. So like the house is just like it was built in 89 and it's just literally it was it was built in 89, purchased in 89. And this is the first time it's been up for sale. So it's just it's a time warp. You go in there and you're basically in 1990. There nothing. Nothing was modified. Like the back deck was sick. It was a huge back deck. That had a jacuzzi built into the deck, but like all the appliances, the bathrooms, everything. It was just like 1990. And I was like, I just, I can't, I can't do that. It looked sick from the outside. Inside, I was underwhelmed. But I was getting back from that. And Tyler brought that tweet to my attention. So I immediately started poking around and was told, uh, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything. And like, I feel like these people, would know if there were something brewing. Um, and, and, like, and I think like this, this dude, I don't really know him personally, but I has, feel like he throws shit out there like that all the time that never comes to fruition. He has. And then there's been a couple things like smaller signings he's been on. I'm pretty sure Cora follows him. Uh, he's, he's on the Spanish side of the Red Sox media. Um, but that's why people kind of jumped on it immediately. And we're like, all right, is there something there? It's mm-hmm. just like, Dude, I feel like right now Red Sox fans are in a very fragile place to throw something like that out there when, you know, we know there's only a certain amount of days, less than three weeks until Xander Bogarts could hit free agency. We know Devers said, hey, I'm ready to start talking extension the day after the regular season ended to be throwing out. I have a massive bomb or there's a massive bomb about to drop. Yeah, that's a tough look like that's a tough thing to throw on Red Sox fans during a time where they are emotional. I. I felt like I got excited. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, we haven't heard You're, anything on. <clears throat> you can't like you, you have. Uh, it's not a shot at him, but it really is like a consider the source type deal. Like, yeah. Has he ever had a bomb? No, no, never a major bomb. Nothing like that. No. So uh, I, I think that there's also people that like. It's like, could there be like we talked about like. I don't know what two weeks ago being like, yeah, I, I've heard that maybe they get a Xander extension done before the World Series starts. So people will just throw shit out there. And if it happens, it's like, told you. It's like, well, no, you didn't. You kind of just put out like an ominous tweet, but you didn't actually report anything. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not expecting a bomb. And if 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 the Red Sox before the World Series starts, they're like, hey, we just signed Xander to an extension. Like you can't take a victory lap on that tweet because it's like that was already kind of like out there anyway, and you didn't report it. You didn't even say the name Xander Bogarts. So of a, a, a vague general statement blanket tweet does nothing for me. No, and like the thing is, like for people who aren't or didn't see what happened on Twitter this day, like this isn't a guy who has eight hundred followers, and he's on that Spanish side of the media that they've. In recent years, like going back to last year, there's some real stuff that comes out of there. 
And he has 16,000 followers, three, 300 following. So like, it's not a dude who is sitting there trying to build his account up. He does sit and is part of that media. It's just like you said, you're not hearing anything. And I think if you're not hearing anything, that should probably tell people what to think. Yeah. Not hearing anything and like checked on it and was told that it's nothing. So that kind of means it's nothing. Hate to, you know, be the bearer of bad news and all that, but it is what it is. Just please don't play with our hearts. Like anyone out there right now, please, like, you're going to give someone a mental breakdown <laughs> and I will be the person. Yeah. You just can't, you can't throw that out there. I feel like it's cruel. <clears throat> And is he an MLB guy or a Red Sox guy? He's a an MLB Red Sox guy. guy. He's a Red Sox guy? Yeah. What? Press covering Red Sox, Spanish play-by-play social media. He hosts a radio show. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull up uh, the dude he's often. Yeah, Hector Gomez. And we know Hector Gomez has dropped some major things the last couple of years. They are usually kind of, what's the word? communicating quote tweeting each other giving credit to each other saying you know trust that source it's just it's a different side of the media hector gomez has nailed plenty of things but yeah he's legit and and even just <clears throat> beyond reporting he has like his finger on the pulse of like any latino baseball content like he's got like he's posting videos from like guys instagram stories and and all that he's he's a good follow hector's i talked to him decent amount good dude I wish they were more. What we said, second the offseason started, I said, we're not going to beat the Xander Bogarts thing to death. Everyone knows how we feel about it. We know how you feel about it. If there is something of substance to talk about, we will talk about it. But we're not just going to be like, yeah, so another episode, you guys want to talk about how bad we want Xander Bogarts back? You guys want it? No. Can, can we give him some love for being a finalist for a gold glove? Yeah. I think that is one of the most underrated parts of this season. Thank you. There you go, Jared. Great use. But for a guy who... Listen, I put my hand up. You can look at the tweets. Woo! Look at the receipts. I shit-talk Sander! Xander Bogart's defense. Clap. Yes. I shit-talk Xander Bogart's defense more than anyone the last couple of years. I had a major problem with it. I complained about it daily. Um, he... Alex Cora told him and Rafael Devers. They gave him both off-season plans and said, guess what? You both need to improve defensively. Xander Bogarts went and did it. And I think just from the eye test, I can give you the metrics right now. Just watching. By far, Xander Bogarts' best defensive year. Easily. Easily. And he has been a Gold Glove finalist once. And we know, listen, Gold Gloves aren't the end-all be-all for how special someone is defensively. There's plenty of guys that don't deserve to be in that conversation that end up in it. You know, Hunter Renfro last year was a Gold Glove candidate in right field. But... For Xander Bogarts to be 89th percentile outs above average for the first time in his whole career to not be negative in defensive run saved, he got up to four this year. That's incredible. And I'm not telling you he is elite of the elite. You should look at Xander Bogarts and say like, oh, you know, this guy can compete with any defensive shortstop in the game. No. If you dive deeper into the baseball savant outs above average, when he was positioned at shortstop, like pure placement of his body, he was minus one outs above average. When he was positioned at second base in the shift, it was plus five. And then when he was positioned at third base because of the shift, it was plus one. So like, yes, shifting is a big part of it. And it's a part of the conversation we should have moving forward with him, whether he's going to be some stud defensively. I don't think that's the case. But 
to be just negative one outs above average at shortstop when you were one of the worst defensive shortstops in all of baseball the last five years, that says something. Like just to get up to that point. I think anyone who's talking, hey, like Sandra Bogart's like, I'm scared to give him money because who knows how long he can play shortstop. I think you got another two or three years. You didn't, it didn't feel that way coming into this year. I don't think the Red Sox felt that way when they went and got Trevor Story. I think that was part of the insurance. But now you can see Bogarts and say, all right, he at least has another two, th- two or three years at the position. If I'm the Red Sox, I'm sitting and saying, Marcelo Meyer is going to be up here in two more years, mm-hmm. you know, probably by the end of 2024. Bogarts, you can play third base if Devers needs to DH, or Bogarts, you can play left field. You can do these different things as long as the bat is always there. It's just, I think this stuff only makes it more of a reason the Red Sox should pay him. And I think heading into this year, anyone who thought he was going to have this kind of year defensively, nobody felt that. But you got to give him his respect. I also think it makes it more difficult to pay him. <clears throat> Especially if you're a Scott Boris client, he's going to be like, listen, my guy is a gold glove shortstop and he's one of the best offensive producers at the position. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, take it easy. Like, you know, first of all, <clears throat> if you're using... I'm not trying to take any, anything away from Xander, but if you're using gold glove awards as a way to defend someone's ability to uh, be an elite defender at their position, you've already lost. Like, they were giving that fucking thing to Derek Jeter, the worst shortstop <laughs> in baseball history. The worst defender, I think, in baseball history. It's terrible. Um, Even like a lot of the advanced metrics like Carlos Correa. Would anyone here tell you or think that Xander Bogarts is a better defender than Carlos Correa. No, I don't it, think so. No, but listen, this year Correa had an awful year according to the metrics. It was 18th percentile outs above average. But we're also talking about a guy who was one of the best fielders in all of baseball a year ago. They mm-hmm. can be fluky, but I think from the eye test you can confirm. Yeah, there were plays Xander Bogarts got to in the hole this year. We never saw in previous years. Mm-hmm. Never. Like yeah. I, I remember that play against the Angels when he made that throw across his body. It was never an arm problem with Xander. We know he can throw it, but to have range, that's massive. Yeah. <clears throat> Congrats to Xander on the being a finalist for the Gold Glove. I think um, <clears throat> I think that we should discuss for for the off season uh, new segment ideas. I feel like Pete, when he's able to be here, I think Pete should have his own segment. I think Tyler should have his own segment. We have Jake's takes, but I feel like we need something. We need something more meaty for Jake. So if you're listening, you can tweet us your suggestions or we can brainstorm right now. It's up to you guys. Did you guys see the one that was floated in the subreddit for me? That what was, was it? That was, I, I want to, if it's the one that, that I think you're talking about, that was literally my idea that I said on the podcast and then somebody dumped it in the subreddit like it was their idea. <laughs> oh, actually, I think what, you what are, was it? Yeah, you are it right. It was Pete. Mr. Milliken where he teaches us about these like stupid oh, statistics. The stats. Yeah. 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 I, I like that sub- idea. Somebody in the subreddit was like, how about this idea? It will call it Mr. Milliken and he'll explain advanced analytics. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> I like that idea. I love to. That's probably this. Whoever fucking put that in the subreddit was probably the same person that posts and be like, Pete brings nothing to the podcast. What a prick. Go back to <laughs> hockey. Blah, blah. <laughs> So I like I, the idea. I want that. I want credit for that idea. Yeah. What do you think, Mr. Milliken? I'd love to do it. I think Pat would also be very happy about it. We know we've heard his history of struggling with advanced metrics when he's doing his spots. So mm-hmm. if I can help bridge the gap, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat's canceled. 
Yes. Very canceled. Yeah. Pat's not on the podcast because we suspended him. That's right. Without pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is suspended without pay. Um, indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> Barring an internal investigation. Mm-hmm. We'll decide when he can come back based on... It's more of like a feel thing. There's really no precedent for it. Once I'm finally comfortable you know, talking or having a conversation with him, I think we can start to move forward. But right now, it's just... Yeah, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with accountability. Like, he has to show that he is taking it serious, his punishment seriously, uh, that he's on the road to rehabilitation, and that uh, he's no longer a piece of shit because people can change. Do they, though? Yeah, people can change. Like, can Pat change, though? I don't know. Pat seems like the kind of guy that's always going to be into sloppy steaks <laughs> and dangerous nights. Yeah, I feel like Pat is uh, <clears throat> he just likes to live life dangerously. Mm-hmm. What did he did he even give an excuse for why he's not here? Or did you just say I can't move you? The, the, I believe that was the line. I, I remember when we had the conversation about what day we were going to record. I'm pretty sure he said Wednesday was the only day that worked for him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat. We couldn't record yesterday. There are games from 4.30 all the way on throughout the rest of the night. No. Did he say that, that yesterday worked better? He said he would have been able to make it yesterday. I'm pretty sure he was like, I think I can make it. Asshole. Yeah, he Before said, I'll be out him. tomorrow. That was yesterday. Pat. Cold. That is cold. It's cold world. It's cold world out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's what are we? We're at 45 minutes. We're at 40, Can I say something 40, real quick. Yeah, please, please. Uh, Tyler wanted to give some love to Xander Bogarts earlier. Mm-hmm. I would like to give some love to a guy that we've been very unkind to for the most part, uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, Dave O'Brien, I, I want to give him credit for not being Bob Costas because Bob Costas fucking blows. <laughs> I think that's a good take. I promise you I'd rather eat a gun than listen to Bob Costas could do play by play. Promise you. Why don't you like Bob Costas? (laughs) Gosh, once again, we don't have enough time. He's, he's, He's horrible. He's a horrible play-by-play guy. Just no energy. And him doing like exciting calls of like walk-offs just doesn't register at all. One bit. It's horrendous. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) He does have arguably one of the greatest lines of all time, though. Which is? The Pedro Strope line way back in the day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. on. That, that yeah. I agree. It was horrendous listening to. <clears throat> but that line, what was it when he was what walking was the off Pedro the mound? Strope one? He was like, uh, you, he was walking off the mound. He was like, you can only wonder that he's asking for forgiveness from some deceased relative as oh, he like, was, did right. his prayer yeah. or whatever. Oh, it's like, yes. Dude. <laughs> oh my god it was very yeah, like, he like he like waxes poetic and just says the most useless shit and i feel like bob cost is the prime prime example of like what people think of when they think baseball is dead 
It's just like an old crusty white dude who waxes poetic about shit that nobody cares about <laughs> and like is not exciting whatsoever. Mod is on his way in. Strope is on his way out, pointing toward the heavens. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does your oh brain Oh my go God, there? that is yeah. unbelievable. This is from like the Guardian series. It's one of the worst things that's ever happened in this kid's life. <laughs> to this point <laughs> it's just like a kid leaning on like the railing just like waiting to die i love i love the addition of to this point like just yeah. saying it's gonna, it's gonna get, gonna get worse, get worse. Kid. Yeah. wait for the ashes i mean if you listen to the walk-off call um of uh i, I forget who it was um but like there was a, a walk-off home run or a hit or whatever and like it was it was a combination of Costas being terrible and like the sound mixing of what was it TBS mm-hmm. wh- whoever had the game the sound mixing was terrible you could not hear the Cleveland crowd whatsoever and it was just like Costas being boring from a completely electric moment that should have like just been a top tier moment of the playoffs just Which didn't register at all Guardians yeah <clears throat> Oscar Gonzalez yeah it could have been. I mean, he had a few. Two nails. Wrong. I still maintain that the Seattle Mariners could have beaten anyone in a series except for the Astros. Like, they got the worst draw. Like, every I think they could have taken any was, other team. Yeah, every single game was as close as you could imagine. Yeah, uh, it was a sweep, but it was like they, they just got by every single time. I think the Astros, like, I think people are coming around to it, obviously with the cheating and everything in the last couple of years, but to realize, like, to make the ALCS six years in a row, like, that is some ridiculous, like, dynasty-level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I look at it right now. When I see the Yankees, I know they have no chance. It's over for them. It's a wrap. I'll tell you right now. It's done. I don't mind saying it. I have no fear saying it. The, the Astros are going to handle the Yankees. I don't think it's going seven games. I think six, maybe six on a good day. But where the Yankees bullpen is at this point, I'm sorry. The Astros have arms for days here. Jordan, just wait. Just wait for the next Jordan moment. It's coming. Um, the Yankees lose. <laughs> even last night's game, that score was a lot, felt a lot closer than that game actually was. Um, but I don't know. I look the the Rizzo, if the Rizzo home run didn't happen, it would have been like, yeah, we got one, but like we kind of just got mauled. Exactly. I I don't even. I'm not even worried about the Yankees. Truthfully, the team I'm rooting the hardest against is the Phillies right now. I'm rooting as hard what? as anybody. I, I hate the Phillies. I, I want them home. Why? I don't want to because I don't want the Dave Dombrowski narratives. All these people. Oh, look at how quickly Dave Dombrowski rose the Red Sox or rose the Phillies to this. Oh, Mickey Mouse hates Red Sox. the Phillies. But that's huh? Dave Dombrowski's like mo, isn't it? He's he just like. He but he's a great baseball executive. Like I, I don't want anyone to think I have any slander or anything like that against him. But what's going on with him this year is very similar to what happened with the 2021 Red Sox. I just wish people would give credit to the 2021 Red Sox and Heimbloom for that year, like they're giving credit to David Dombrowski and the Phillies right now. 
That's all I, I, I like that you were just like, I really like Dave Dombrowski. I have nothing personal against him, but I'm rooting for the Phillies to lose because of him and him alone. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds very like you have nothing personal against him for sure. Yeah. It, it's just like every when it comes to Dave Dombrowski, no one will ever recognize the mistakes. It's always only the positives, only the great moments. Like no one's talking about Nick Cassianos being one of the worst signings of the entire offseason. But we'll pretend that didn't happen. Or we're going to act like the Phillies spent significantly more money than the Red Sox. Like, I don't I just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of that. I'm sorry. I'm not here for it. All um, I know is that the Phillies are electric right now. They are. And I'm scared of them. I'm terrified of them because they have the 2021 Red Sox magic. And I don't want them to get to the oh, World Series. That's what do. I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I don't want dancing on my own to be their thing. <clears throat> well, it is their I, thing. No, it's not. And I so I I, I, I think our, our worst fear uh, ended up being the case. I think um, the Phillies are using Dancing on My Own as their as their rally song. And I think people were like, how did that even happen? Like, if you're if you're Kyle Schwarber and you're in that clubhouse, then you you have to step in and be like, no, 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 no. That's that's the 21 Red Sox song. We can't use this. But I guess he just played it once. And the rest of the team was like, fuck yeah, this song is awesome. And then they just started playing it all the time. And now they're in the NLCS. Like, yeah, I feel like you just can't stop Mojo. Like that song just has juice in it. <clears throat> I don't know if it were me. I don't know how I would have handled it because you obviously want to win. Like he, I don't think that Kyle Schwarber gives a shit about protecting the legacy of a Red Sox team that didn't even make it to the World Series, never mind win it. That hurts. I think he wants to win another World Series. He won the 2016 World Series with the Chicago Cubs. And he puts on a song that's got some good vibes in it. The team likes it and it becomes a thing. They start winning. Now they're in the NLCS. What do you care about if you're Kyle Schwarber? Are you trying to protect yeah. our feelings? Are you trying to win a championship with a team that just gave you $80 million over five years? You don't want to be known as the fucking like clubhouse music police. <laughs> to be like, oh, yeah. hey, good song, but, but that one's off limits, folks. Uh, yeah. What he should have done, what they should have done is they should have just used the Robin version because that version's better. And it, I don't get that. I think that version blows. Oh, like, you're crazy. I, the Robin just, version's way better. It doesn't have the energy. It like, yeah, no, it doesn't. Isn't it like it, slower? Yeah. The Robin version is still like pretty up tempo. Is it? But I mean, it's not Callum the, Scott. Though. The Callum, no. Well, the Callum Scott version is slower. Um, that's like the original Callum yeah. Scott one, but like some DJ remixed th that one and made Tiesto? it into a dance song, and that's the one that they use. Is it Tiesto? I think that's yeah. what it's called. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. Like <clears throat> Callum Scott did the slow one. Robin's version is the original, and it's like really good, and it's up tempo. What? It just doesn't hit the same for me. But when it comes to like Schwarber playing it, like go do your thing. Is man. this like, it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Even this part, like this doesn't get. A, I don't want to sock homers right now. No, I don't like this. It's better. Get to the I good mean, part, dude. This who the fuck is better? Popping right. bottles to this. All right. So let me let me be honest with you. I had never heard the song until the Red Sox made it their song. So like the song to me is the Callum yeah. Scott version. 
listening to this version, this sounds like the kids' bop version of. <laughs> I mean, Count Robin's Scott. a legend. Don't disrespect Robin, but like I don't know who the I, fuck I do, Robin is, and I don't Swedish pop singer. She's very good. Uh, no. but I do understand like having a different entry point and like re- feeling like that is the original. This is the original. <laughs> like this song, like like get to the good part. This is way better. I mean, it's a good, this this version's pretty good too. No, it's but the best. Like, it's a different it's a vibe. Part. Yeah, this is. I'm popping bottles to this. Who the fuck's popping bottles to that other the kids bop version? <laughs> the kids bop version is more unique. This is more like of like a vanilla, more no, accessible no, shut version up. of it. Shut up. It's true. This is this is this is the best version of it, right? It's not, but it's right. I, I like it. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> this is the best version. Oh, this, this is like it just brings you back to 2021. It was just a good time. It was a good time to be alive. Yeah, until it wasn't. Fuck you. <laughs> Yesterday was, uh, it. It, was oh. it was just a good, it was just a good, like, obviously, there's better hype songs out there but when you have a theme song that's different than a hype song this was a theme song so it made you feel something it's not like fucking every fucking and like the uh and that's so played out that and seven nation army yeah like every fucking ballpark plays that and it's like Right, it's it. That stuff's like run of the mill. Like you're getting that at every ballpark. It's not individualistic. Like it, it, it's cool to take something that wouldn't necessarily like fit in. Like you would never listen to Dancing on My Own and be like, "Ooh, this is gonna be like some sports team's rallying no. cry." And anthem. now it's two. Right. So like, it's cool when teams do adopt something that is unexpected. And like the 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 body's not even cold yet for the twenty one team. Right. Jesus. You can't just go, you can't, especially Kyle, you can't just go. He was on the team. He was on the team. You can't just go from 21 to 22 and on, on a different team and be like, all right, run it back. You can't. It's a totally different team. And it wasn't him who uh, brought it to the, the Red Sox, right? It was Pulwecki. It was Pulwecki. Yeah. So, so now are people just going to view it as Kyle Schwarber's song? Like, is he going to just be? The representation of it going forward. I think people yeah, in Philly feels don't like even, stolen valor. Uh, like people in Philly have no idea. Like that was a Boston thing. People yeah. in Philly have no idea that Dancing on My Own was a Red Sox thing. Uh, what exactly one year ago right now, that was the Red Sox song. I think people in Philly are like, this is a good song. Wow, this is fucking great. I've never heard this song before. Like hey, all I gotta say <laughs> is is Callum Scott showing up to their ballpark? Probably. He, don't say that. <laughs> Please Probably. don't say that. I bet you he is. So he he was supposed to sing the song before one of the ALCS games. And the Red Sox were like, no. Like, we can't do that yet. I don't think that there would have been. A, it's it's a theme song. It's not a like the Red Sox. The Red Sox were trying to say like this. That's our victory song. No, no, no. The Red Sox victory song is Dirty Water. That's the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, they were playing. They were playing that song like in the clubhouse while like celebrating. So 
the yeah, but the Red Sox have there. a victory song. It's Dirty Water. So I don't think that it would have been an issue. Like, I think, didn't, didn't the Dropkick Murphys play before, like, the 2007 World Series or something? I believe so. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that there was a... It's, the song, Dancing on My Own, is not about beating that ass between the white lines. Like that, like it would have been totally different if the no, song was about like famously, the Boston Red Sox winning the it's championship. About, it's about not beating that ass. Right. It's about it's about watching somebody else beat that ass that right. you wish that you were beaten. Right. So it's a big time cuck song. Which, which now thinking about it, pretty on the nose for the Red Sox. Yeah. Now watching the Phillies beat that ass, mm-hmm. wishing that we were beating that ass, mm-hmm. and then using dancing on my own. We got and cucked. <laughs> for the record, I I don't I don't mind that the Phillies are using it. I think what I what does bother me is the the lack of acknowledgement that it was the Red Sox song first. It only matters if you win with it. That's yeah, it's just going to fade. Like think yeah. ten years from now, if the Phillies end up winning this World Series, no one will ever remember the twenty twenty one Red Sox playing that except us. Yeah, it's it's also just like one of those things. It's like if you don't win it all, then like it doesn't really matter. Like if the Phillies get eliminated, do we get to pretend like like is it still ours? Who gets it at that point since we made it? No, to the I same? think I think it's a free agent. If you lose, I think if you're if, if the Phillies don't at least make it to the World Series, then it just becomes a loser song. <laughs> That's true. Damn. Like you what would you another team want to adopt in two years? No. Or yeah, that you have to kill Callum Scott. <laughs> or what if what if the Phillies ask Callum Scott to come to one of the games to sing it before one of the games? Then stop, what? Stop, stop. But We're if he sings it, it if it's he theirs. sings it, yeah. If he sings it before one of the games, and then they go to the World Series. Then it's like you know, you look back on twenty twenty one. It's like maybe the Red Sox should have let him sing the fucking song. I'm gonna make I, this. Cl- I totally disagree. I disagree with the Red Sox not wanting him to perform because I could understand. If the song was like, we're about to fuck you up. You can't beat us. But it's like, that's not like, I get it. Not wanting to have him perform that song on behalf of the Boston Red Sox before a playoff game. The song has nothing to do with baseball, has nothing to do with uh, uh, professional sports, competitive nature in that regard. So that, I think well, that was a misfire by the Red Sox. I'm not saying it cost him the series against the Astros. That was Laz Diaz. Uh, it was that day, right? Wasn't that the game he came to? Um, all I know is whatever day it was a, it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whatever it was day yesterday, it was. what like, it was yesterday. I can confirm it was uh, October 19th. Was it? Yep. So the day he didn't perform is obviously the night Las Diaz ruined. So that was game lives. four then, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we hate got Las what we Diaz asked for. still. Yeah, Lazzy has literally cost the Red Sox a championship because I still think that they would have beat the Braves. I almost forgot how much of a strike that actually was. Big time strike. Just like over like the over the top angle, every piece of it like and you're telling me the Red Sox don't walk it off after that. There's no way in hell. There's no way. Definitely. And and if they fucking go up 3-1, there's no way they blow that fucking lead. It's over. It's over. It's over. Over. I keep dancing on my own. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, 
I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll never stop saying it. Like that 21 Red Sox team was, was destined for greatness. They should have won. Or at least made it. I think I would have been okay with losing to the Braves in the World Series. The Braves were the better team. They should have beaten the Astros. The Astros were the better team. How many times have the Red Sox gone up against the team in the playoffs that were the better team and they won anyway? In like on, I, on paper, the Cardinals in 04, they were better. They won 105 games that year. Uh, the Tigers in 2013, they were the better team. The Cardinals in, in 13 were the better team too. They just, they just fucking win. No one was better than the Red Sox in 18. Um, but you're telling me even like the momentum. I don't think like, the, the Rockies weren't better than the Red Sox in, in 08. They were hot. 07, they were 07. as hot as hot gets. They were yeah. hot. They weren't better. Right. I agree with that. I'm just saying if the Red Sox had carried momentum, had another celebration with dancing on my own, mm. there's no way they lose that World Series. It would be too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Oh, man, I just I can't believe that, that was a year ago. Feels like a long time ago. I just you know what? It's it's not even about for me, it's not about winning the next World Series. It's about, can I just get a sustained couple years like consecutively of the Red Sox being good? It's always just like, hey, surprise, the Red Sox are going to be good this year. And you're like, fuck yeah, I can't wait. And then, and then the next year, it's like, all right, last place again. I mean, we got 16, 17, and 18, three division titles in a row, which people forget because they were, it was first round exits for 16 and 17. And quick exits at that fucking swept in 16 and they managed to get one game in the division series against the Astros in 17. And obviously 18 we were talking, a, we were talking about in the podcast around that time. And like, you know, maybe this core just like can't get it done. Maybe like Mookie Betts just and like Xander Bogart's just like not it. There's maybe a video. I'll find it. And JD pulled up to yeah. keep myself accountable. I'm going to find the video right now. There's a video of me from 2017. During the Astros series where I'm just like, blow it up. <laughs> wow. I was like, I fucking, yeah. I was like, I hate Five this Five years ago. Five years ago. I mean, they won the World Series literally the next fucking year. And then uh, they blew it up. <laughs> so, you yeah. weren't far off. No. I think this is it. Um, I fucking hate this team. Blow it up. I'd rather lose 100 games next year than have another fucking year with this core. <laughs> <laughs> and they won 108 games. Yeah, those teams were just like the John Farrell lifeless, like no balls Red Sox. Yeah. That's what those teams were. October 8th, 2017. I'd rather lose 100 games than, than run it back with this core. <laughs> I mean, what I really meant to say was this core just needs Alex Cora and JD Martinez, and then we'll be good. And then they did that. So, yeah, I meant a really good part. take by you. Have you? You got a sound for that? Uh, let me see. How about we boo you? You suck. You suck. That. You suck. <laughs> that was wrong. I was wrong. I can admit that. I can admit when I'm wrong. You know, and they, I'm just saying, I feel like when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2018, I was like, 
we're about to go on a run where it's ALCS, it's World Series. Like this fucking core is right here. Championship material. It's year one of JD's contract. You kidding me? Alex Cora just changed the entire environment. And I'm not saying that he, you know, the environment's still great. It's just the team's not. So, and it's very different. I mean, it's a very different. After this year, and I don't want to put this out into the universe, but let's just say hypothetically, let's just say hypothetically Xander Bogarts is not back. How many remaining pieces from 18 are still here? Assuming JD's not back too. Sale. Wow. Mm-hmm. Raffy. Raffy. Like considering, it? say, Evaldi leaves, if Evaldi goes too. Yep. Oh, Matty Matt Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. Matt Barnes. He was there. Anybody else? Pretty quick. Maybe if they up. bring Christian Vasquez back. I feel like that's not happening at this juncture. I, I agree. What can happen in oh, five years, hey, huh? Guys, Ryan Brazier. We forgot Ryan, Ryan Brazier. Brazier. Yeah. <laughs> be okay. The glue that really holds it together. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because, I, I mean, there are parts of like 2020 feels like forever ago. But then looking back at 2018 stuff, like 2018 doesn't feel like that long ago. It's basically just what you want to remember. 18 was a lot of core memories. 20, your brain's like, we're not going to retain any of that. Also, it it feels like in 18, you were like, fuck, this team is going to rule for a long time. Like, you've got a lot of young pieces. Like, this team, fuck around and find out for the next five years. And then five years later, we're like, oh, shit, nobody's here anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're, We're farther away from 2018 than you were or people were in 2007 when the Red Sox won the World Series compared to 04. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good math there, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Five is bigger than three. You are mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, only only four. Four. it's only four. Yeah, really, Pete? Who are you talking? Where, where's your math? What? What are you talking about? Five you years? five. 18 four. was four years ago. Asshole. About to be, about to be five. No. Yeah, like next a year. Month, a few months away. A year from now. We're a few months away from, from uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. That makes it five years. Keep it on record. Tyler was right. Pete was wrong. Tyler was right. Yeah. That's weird to think about. God damn it. <laughs> Just the way Pete responded to me. That was good. That was funny. But... I also I also remember the offseason going into 18 cuz that like when the Yankees traded for John Carlo Stanton and they already had Aaron Judge and they had just gone to the ALCS in 17 and then they got Stanton like the reigning National League MVP the mindset was all right well the Red Sox got JD Martinez that's cool you know we're the underdogs like we you know, we may not have gotten Stanton, but we got JD and, you know, let's see what happens. And they just fuck it. Like, there's, 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 sometimes there are moves that are made that don't seem as big as they really end up being. So the pressure is definitely on Heim to find those moves. Like, I, I don't think, 
Like the, the team that always has the slammed, like the fucking Minnesota Twins missed the playoffs. Blue when the Jays. Minnesota Twins signed Carlos Correa, everyone was like, holy fucking shit. Dude. It doesn't mean anything. The Blue Jays were the biggest thing. Every yeah. dude, We woke up every day and there was another major move. We like Red Sox fans were just crying. We were sitting there. It was like, all right, like we're just not even on that tier anymore. Yeah. Look what happened when they got to the postseason. How well, quickly that ended. That part was correct. We're, we are definitely not on that tier anymore. No, but in terms of like, oh, we'll never like this team's about to run shit for the next three or four years. They're good. There was They're supposed good. to be a movie. Was I? But in the yeah. year before, they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing, too, is you hear the term last place. And in your head, you're like, you, you're, we've been here before. 2012, that team fucking sucked. 2013 was kind of like a, hey, we fell ass backwards into a World Series. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Red Sox built a World Series championship roster in one offseason. They did because they won it. But like, they didn't, even they didn't think they were going to win a World Series going into 13. The players did. I mean, Pedroia, like this was even like before the bombing. Like Pedroia was like, hey, we're winning the fucking World Series this year. Uh, and then they did. 14 last place, 15 last place, like, and then first place in 16. So it doesn't feel great to be a Red Sox fan right now. Like, like the placement where we are right now doesn't feel great. But things can turn around in one offseason, even when what the Red Sox do from a roster perspective doesn't feel like, hey, we turn this around in one offseason. You got to play the fucking games. And to my point earlier about the term last place, really, like the Red Sox had like a third place season. Dude, like, you go like go back to 20, thir- like 2012 and 2014. You were picking seventh in the draft. You have the yeah. 14th worst record in baseball this year. So, yeah. like, you're one spot away from being legit mediocre to mediocre. The team behind you, or I guess, tech, yeah, the team behind you is the White Sox. Wait, let me look right now. The Red Who Sox. 81 and 81. The Red Sox. 70 had the- and 84. All right. So, the Red Sox finished with the exact same record as the Twins, who were a third place team. Uh, they would have been third place in the AL Central. They would have been third place in the AL West. Uh, they would have been fourth place in the NL East. They would have been in third place in the NL Central, and they would have been in fourth place in the NL West. So it, the AL East is the only division in baseball that the Red Sox want to finish in last. So it's about having perspective here because I know that you, know, you sit there and you're like, well, it's very hard. The Red Sox have done it uh, multiple times. We've seen the Red Sox go from last place to first place. Sometimes it ends in a World Series title. That is shooting for the moon. Sometimes it happens. Certainly doesn't happen every time, but they the the idea that because the Red Sox finished in last place this season means that they're so far away from getting back to the postseason is a warped and inaccurate depiction of where they're really at. It's a headline. It's for the people who want to be dramatic and act like it's doomsday that the Red Sox like this team is years away from being able to compete. No, they're not. This is a team that was absolutely destroyed by injuries. And I think like, I don't know if you heard it, Jared, and I'd recommend any Red Sox fan who hasn't. Rich Hill did like an hour with Rob Bradford on EEI. Mm -hmm. And he was like, listen, I am not an excuse guy. But when you have the kind of injuries we had, it's not making an excuse. It's a reality. 
Like he's like, there was nothing we could do. Like when you have the amount of people who had to pitch the innings we pitched and everyone wants to talk like even the old school baseball fans will tell you, well, Rich Hill is like one of the few guys who actually tells it how it is. He's a real baseball mind. He admits it. He's like, listen, like our we had four fits of our rotation go down for, you know, a month, multiple injuries at awful points in the season. That's why I'm including what happened to Trevor Story or Matt Strom, Garrett Whitlock at one point. Like this team is closer than people realize as long as they take care of the things they need to take care of. Xander Bogarts. You know, you need to make sure that situation is taken care of. But if it is, they'll be there and able to compete with any team in the ALEs. I have no doubt in my mind. Yep. Be doomsday about it. And th- those are the people who, oh, Heim Bloom has ruined the Red Sox are going completely in the trash, yada, yada, yada. You were in the ALCS, or yeah, you're in the American League Championship Series a year ago. Just one year ago. Did that team exceed expectations? Sure, 100%. This Red Sox team went way below those expectations. The water really is somewhere in the middle, and it's going to come down to Bloom and what he does this offseason. If he does what he has to do, they're going to be up in that upper echelon of teams that are competing and have the money to spend. If not, then they're going to be a mediocre-ass baseball team next year. That's what they will be, as long as uh, injuries don't destroy them again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not worried about where the Red Sox are at, but I don't feel as bad as I'm sure a lot of people do after, you know, Last place. Got to take care of business. Um, I just got a notification on Instagram that I got tagged in a in a story. And I was like, oh, who mentioned me in their story? Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon posted uh, a video of him hitting the Grand Slam and tagged me. I was like, all right, fuck yeah, Johnny Damon. (laughs) That's baller. Johnny Damon's a dude. Now, there was one little piece of information in that Rich Hill interview that I thought was interesting. Where was it? Uh, he's already had a meeting with the Red Sox front office this offseason. Mm. And there's mutual interest on a reunion. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, it could get done before, you know, the World Series ends. It may go a little longer, but there's real mutual interest there. Interesting. So we might get another season of Dick Mountain. Is that the bomb? Maybe maybe that's the bomb. Oh, I could fist bump. Rich Hill's coming back, baby. Hey, Rich Hill. He can't he can't be in the starting rotation on opening day. But if he's in the bullpen as a swingman, let's ride. I think I think if Rich Hill came back, he'd be like, all right, yeah, okay. But like, there's still a long fucking way to go. Long. We we got multiple spots in the rotation near the top that need to be taken care of. I don't know. I have. Uh, oh, you sound like you're going to say something that's about to upset me. No, no, no. no. I just. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it. Say it. You can't start and stop. Speak up. I. I have a feeling that I know where Nate's going and it's not here. I'm not saying that that I'm, I'm not saying that he won't be back. Um, but I think that there is going to be a team that is, uh, highly competitive for his services, whereas the Red Sox may pussyfoot around with him, um, because that's just like kind of how it's gone here now, recently. Is this place he would go? Could someone lure him there or be a reason he'd like to be there? 
I think that there might be a geographical preference there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I will throw this out there. I'm pretty sure it was P. Dave. I, I hate to have to say that name on here, but he mentioned, I know I'm a loser. Boom me, boom me, please. Uh, he mentioned that Nate bought a house in Boston. Did he really? Yes. I'm pretty sure rather recently. Hmm. So I don't know how that would equal into that. Obviously, like baseball's baseball. Like people, athletes move. That's what it is. And he but, can um, also just like afford to have multiple houses. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, let's be real. Um, but I don't know. I think that is an interesting conversation, especially with the QO, because I think if the Red Sox give it to him, he'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he can get a multi-year deal somewhere else. Which I bet if the velocity's there, he will. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Boy. Jake, are you excited for Philly this weekend? I'm fucking fired up. Yeah, I bet you are. Because we're uh, <clears throat> we got good seats. Thanks to game time. Folks over at Game Time, October baseball is here. The crowds are buzzing. And thanks to Game Time, it's easier than ever to be there in person. We use the Game Time app when we were in Seattle last weekend for a six and a half hour baseball game between the Astros and the Seattle Mariners. And now we'll be headed to Philadelphia for the National League Championship Series between the Phillies and the San Diego Padres. Uh, How many games are we going to? Do we know? Pretty sure we're going to three, four, and five. Three, four, and five. Go Phillies. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app that guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports concerts and shows. You can view that your seat from the app and checkout takes less than 30 seconds. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code Jared. J-A-R-E-D for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is promo code Jared for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. <clears throat> Anything else? Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. You think so? Yep. Didn't they like score like seven goals the other night and lose? Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Was that opening night? No. No, that was the first game that they lost this season. That was their fourth game. Okay. That's the only game that I've seen so far. It so was a mess. It was a mess for sure. But it was also their third game in four nights. Don't read too much into it. Scheduled loss against Ottawa. Ottawa. Ottawa's very good. Not very good, but better. The way that Jack Edwards says Ottawa is very good. Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> I have one thing before we go. Please. Eduardo Nunez retired today. Yeah, he did. He just fucking Eddie. replied on Instagram. Thank he, you. Um, He's going to he be like one of up. those, one of those like, hey, remember this guy? And like, like now, honestly, <laughs> I hadn't thought about the name Eduardo Nunez in a long time. I will Eduardo. say one of Alex Cora's greatest managerial decisions ever was in that first game of the World Series when he pinched Alex Wood. Pinch it, yeah. Alex Wood pinch hit Homer over the green monster. I'll never forget him. What a legend. Legend of the game. He was a he was a um, always falling down and shit. Never seen a man's knuckle be or buckle or knee buckle more in my entire life. Yeah. What time is it? Long time. <laughs>
Noontime. Noontime. Love him. He was great on the podcast. He, I don't know what he was. He must have just been like. He wasn't promoting anything. I think he was just going on a media tour like, hey, I won the World Series. And he wants <laughs> to talk to me. Uh, but he came on the podcast and he was great. I'm trying to see if I have any clips from that interview. But I think we, I remember asking him, like, you know, what was it like to basically win a World Series like from the ground? <laughs> he was just on his ass the whole time. He really was on his ass all the time. Mm-hmm. Literally all the time. Didn't matter what he was doing, whether he was batting, fielding, running, on his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate him for they it. They should have got him a fucking like World Series. Instead of like a World Series ring, they should have got him like a World Series butt plug. <laughs> what? Like, since, <laughs> since you're on your ass, since you're playing with your ass this entire fucking season, may as well play with your ass. Jesus Christ. All right, I on think that that's note, I got to go. The Bruins are on. <laughs> that's by far your best take ever what a world series bud plug his laugh was the best (laughs) (laughs) is that his laugh diamonds went everywhere how much of that were you able to recoup Oh my god, what's so painful? <laughs> <laughs> How much was that worth? Oh Wish that happened. Yeah. After a strike out, you broke your neck. Oh yeah. my god, bubble yeah. man. Yeah. I like only shit. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we were yeah. going to put you in bubble wrap by the end of the playoffs. They were in 10 years, was unbelievable. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That was oh, my god. oh my god. I. That play. <laughs> oh, we lose that. You lose that game if he misses that ball. Yes. Well, that day. I drink with Brendan Denny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, like, it wouldn't even be funny, He but he would laugh at everything. He, yeah, he's one of those, Blue he's guy. like John Feidelberg, where it doesn't matter what you're laughing at, I will laugh at your laugh. Like John Feidelberg's laugh is just one of those laughs. He's the best. Noon time. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Do you have any predictions? That bomb drops. Yeah, I'm waiting for that bomb. It's coming. Definitely coming. No way. No way uh, that doesn't <laughs> end up being nothing. So My we'll day's s- been ruined. Sorry about that. Okay. Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Jake's takes. Any final words? Uh, when do we think Pat's going to take five minutes off from drinking to see that he's suspended from the pod? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Oh. I mean, the fact that he hasn't responded yet, he's always on social media. The fact that he hasn't responded yet is crazy. He's worked very hard the last week or so to get rid of Pat's picks as well, which I think also should be part of the reason he's suspended. Yeah, that's just never going to happen. That's he has he has no say in that. Neither do the listeners. All, all five of you that are like, yeah, Pat, I'm, I'm with you. Well, I like Pat's picks. There are thousands upon thousands of people who do. Need so it. Pat's picks. All I'm saying, if you're a listener of this podcast and you keep complaining about Pat's picks, for every time that I see a fucking tweet complaining about it, I'm adding another one. It's at Pat's picks. Five. 
See another tweet? Now it's six. Now it's seven. I'll go up to 100. I don't give a fuck. It's the off season. I got nothing to do. Pat's top 100 fucking... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't even know <laughs> what could you do a hundred of. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, are there a hundred? Are there at least a hundred species of dinosaurs? There's got to be. Yeah, dinosaurs. absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I got all day, and and Pat does too. Keep complaining. We'll go up to a hundred. See you next week. Buenas noches, amigos.